Hey, Coach, I'm Dan Tudor. Welcome to the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. Hello, coaches. This is Jason Oates welcoming you to the Whistle and a Clipboard Podcast. And we're here together. We do these every every so often, not as much as we should, Jason, but uh, Jason's podcast is great for coaches who really want to get a good perspective of kind of how coaches build their teams, how they coach, you know, everything from leadership to coaching techniques to uh, yes, everything involved with the sport. And of course, mine is more recruiting and college coach focused, but uh, there's a lot to learn from each. And I enjoy Jason's podcast. I recommend it for college coaches. Um, certainly, Jason, I mean, this is a this is a <laughs> a pretty unique time that we're going through. And especially for coaches, what, what they're going through right now is is unprecedented. It definitely is, Dan. And I was actually talking with um a college coach, a good buddy of mine, uh, yesterday, and and he was saying how you know he he feels like the perception out there is that college coaches are doing nothing, but he's saying he's still putting in sixteen hour days. Oh um, yeah, you know, trying to um, since the transfer portal portal opened up, he's looking at, at kids, and he's a college basketball coach, and and trying to figure out who they who who fit, how they'll fit, if they'll fit, um, who they should be targeting, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's. It is completely unprecedented, I think, and you know nobody's been told to stay at home before and try to 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 do their job as a as <laughs> right. a whole community, right? Well, so. right, and and not only stay at home, but doing it with no real way to uh, to showcase what they have at their school for those kids in the transfer portal or for recruits that they're trying to wrap up. Because working at home is one thing when you can't go onto your campus or into your locker room or, you know, walk a kid through where their freshman classes are going to be, uh, are going to be taking place or just any kind of on-campus activity that, I mean, you talk about recruiting challenges, not only for the coach to attract kids to their school, especially if they're not like in the top 1% BCS dream school category, but you know, they're in, they're in the hunt and a kid would take a look at them normally and, and now that may not happen, but also for uh, for athletes because they are having to make decisions without going through what we would all define as the normal process, and even you know being able to do some things that we would consider very basic in the recruiting process, which is to you know hear from a coach and uh, and visit campus, and you know there's just this this blackout period, which is interesting in talking to you, Jason, because you have two kids that are starting to go through this, a junior and a sophomore. Uh, um, and maybe, maybe can you just talk a little bit about as a parent of athletes, what you're kind of facing and what their questions are and sort of what you're hearing from, from that side of it. Because I think my audience of college coaches would love to kind of hear a parent perspective uh, of, of what you're, of what you're going through and what kind of the questions that all of you have as a family. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I also, um, have a former player, high school player, that who's in the transfer portal right now. Um, so it's kind of, a, and I've been talking with him a little bit. But, but as a parent, you know, with the NCAA saying that they're going to, so I've, my son's a junior. He wrestles and mm-hmm. plays football. My daughter is a sophomore, and she plays volleyball, basketball, and and softball. And more looking at, she's more looking at softball, maybe basketball, volleyball is just something she does to occupy herself. But um. You know, it's one of those things. It's like, are the schools that she would like to go to 
or he would like to go to, is there going to, well, for him, he doesn't really have a spring sport, so it's anymore. Um, right. But so it's not that, that big a deal, uh, I don't think, at least for the parent, for me. But for my daughter, it's like, how are, how is this another year of eligibility going to affect her? Now, I understand that, or I think that some players may choose not to do that. Some players sure. may, heck, they may choose to transfer. I don't know if they can use that year of eligibility somewhere else. But well, I mean, they, you um, can enter the transfer portal, you know, at any point. But uh, no, you bring up a good, uh, you know, a good conundrum that everyone's facing is that yeah, the NCAA has granted an extra year of eligibility for spring sport athletes. So if you're in a spring sport uh, as a coach you're waiting sometimes at this point as we record this podcast to hear back from your your seniors that would have had their spring season are you going to come back maybe start pursuing your master's degree but you know scholarship money it doesn't necessarily uh, have to it doesn't necessarily equal another year of scholarship money that's up to you know institutions and and levels so you have coaches that are waiting to see who's coming back on my roster you have uh, recruits waiting, especially seniors right now, the class of 2020 waiting to figure out, okay, so is that guy ahead of me that I thought was going to graduate so that I could have a shot at more playing time? Is he coming back? The coaches are waiting. So everybody is, is waiting when it comes to the college recruiting side of it. And it's a really, just a step back uh, and observe it. It's a very interesting time. And of course, you know, my world is the coaches and how should they be reacting and what are the, the right strategies for them to use to build the best programs. But for everybody, you're in uncharted waters. Nothing like this, of course, is, has ever happened. Yeah. And so it's from from my daughter, my perspective, it's it's and your daughter's the sophomore. Your son's the junior, yeah, she's a sophomore. So she can't necessarily she's a sophomore. So she can't necessarily be contacted or contact. Right. Um, but well, but even, those... but, 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 you know, but for Jason, just real quick, you know, for let's just say volleyball and, you know, a club season that would take place in the, you know, into the spring, into the summer, that's up in the air because what tournaments are there going to be? Well, okay. So you take that and you're right. She can't contact coaches yet. Her coaches can't contact them, uh, her unless it's an NAIA school. But, you know, now she goes into what would normally be, an evaluation season or time of her season to be, to be looked at, to be, uh, to be judged and, and critiqued and, and rated and, and get on people's list. And now that's up in the year. So the ripple effects from this doesn't just affect right now, the seniors and what are they going to do in the and the class of 2020 where they're going to go. This has, this has repercussions down the road because a coach who wants to get comfortable really understanding and knowing a kid, for instance, like your daughter, who they might want to have on their roster, and now they can't they can't recruit, though they can't scout them under normal circumstances, which means the process is delayed, except that what if that competitor of mine at the college level already knows about her and they're gonna jump in and maybe make an offer and I want this kid too. So do I make an offer? Do I pursue, do I recruit without knowing she's exactly what I want? It's going to be really interesting for college coaches as they maneuver kind of this, you know, this situation, not just now, but into, you know, certainly over the next 12 months, because it's going to have a, a ripple effect. Yeah. I had to chuckle because I, I coach her travel softball team mm -hmm. and, um, 
you know, we had we'd gone and played one tournament down in, in Georgia and um, lots of her teammates have aspirations of playing college too. So sure. we're trying to put them in the best position, but you know, we don't even know when we can play again. We don't even know when we can practice again. I'm trying to stay in touch just like the other coaches out there, like the college coaches. I'm trying to stay in touch with these girls, continue to help develop them so that they have those opportunities. But then, you know, it's just, it's interesting. Like you can only do so much through zoom with your, right. at least right now, like we're trying, <laughs> right. right. um, we, I'm trying to get them to send me videos and that kind of stuff. Cause, um, but you know, there's some, there's some of the, the girls out there that are, you know, they, they're only children. So they don't have a sibling right. that they can go throw with. They don't have a sibling they can go hit with, right? Um, you know, and then parents have different views on what they want their children to do or not to do. Right. Or Participating. So it's, yeah. it's all. So they may not even have anybody to play catch with or anybody to work out with. And right. Different so if you're a, a tennis player or a golfer, you might be able to get away with, you know, continuing your workouts pretty normally. But yeah, you're in, you know, softball, volleyball, um, you know, the, the team sports that really you, other than doing individual strength and conditioning workouts, it, you're limited. You're very limited. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they can hit off a tee and they can throw at a wall or, you know, there's, there's things that we've come up with for them to do, but it's just, you know, it's, um, it's making it, uh, it's changing the challenge. How about that? And yeah. it's making us be more creative and figure out ways and figure out things. And, and it's really, you know what, it's a, I hope, I hope coaches take this as a time to experiment. Like this is just what came up to me mm -hmm. thinking about it. It's like, this is a great time to experiment, to try things. And if they don't work, so be it, try something else. But, right. um, if we can look at it that way with our players, um, in terms of keeping them in the, in the de developing, like just throw things at them and see what happens, see what works. Some kids will like some of the things, some will not, but you know, if we look at it, like we got to be perfect at it, then we're not going to get anything done. So we might as well just take that time to experiment or take this time to experiment and, and, um, and make the best of it. But yeah, right. it's, you know, but thinking about that recruiting part too, for, for my daughter, like that's, and the, and the, and the other kids that I coach, like for me, that's the biggest part or the biggest kind of unknown that, that I have honestly no idea. Sure. Like where, where, where do you go? I mean, we're going to continue right. to do the same thing we're doing and will the opportunities be limited? Will they be different opportunities? But then again, like I can't, I can't, I have no control over that. Like who knows, right. who knows how long, like we have a date right now here in North Carolina where you and I are supposed to stay at home until, but Virginia just increased theirs to June 10th. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, no, and so that just adds to the unknown and lots of coaches are in that situation where look, even if, you know, nationally they declare something, well, what does your state declare? And then even if your state declares something, what does your school say? Because look, there's, you know, a school might say, great, you're, you can move around as normal, but just to be precaution, you know, to finish our cleaning up on the campus, uh, we're going to delay it another month. So you have this unknown and something you just said, Jason, I think was, was right on is that, you know, it's a coach's time to experiment. And the thing that I immediately thought of when you said that is, and with that, you can't make a mistake coach. There are no mistakes. 
So there's a little bit of freedom in this horrible situation that coaches find themselves in that you can literally try anything and go down any road. And there's no, there's really no way that anyone, including yourself should look back and say, based on results, that was a mistake. Uh, if it, if it doesn't, you know, you just don't knock it out of the park in terms of a result of something. Hey, you're, this is unknown territory. There really are no mistakes. You, you really have to just do your best, be creative. Here's what I know. And you sort of spoke to it, Jason. Uh, what I know is that there are coaches out there that are paralyzed. There are, that are, that are, you know, stuck. Yeah, they're starting to do the Zoom calls. They've spent the last two weeks figuring out how to use Zoom. They finally did it. Now they're talking to their players. Maybe they're starting even to talk to recruits. But they are approaching everything so timidly. And I think there's this attitude. And this is just getting my sense from the questions that I get on our website at dantutor.com and, uh, and on Twitter. They're, they're, they're very cautious because if you think about it, the world of a college coach is filled with rules and compliance issues and ways of doing things that you, you have to do it a certain way. And certainly we want them to obey the rules, but everything, their whole lifestyle as a coach, as a college coach, especially is based on rules and restrictions and dates and, and, and also a pretty, um, a pretty traditional view of here's how recruiting should go, which, you know, may or may not be good, but, uh, but that's what it is. And so now you're thrown into basically, um, you know, you played the game risk and that takes a long time. And, and, um, you know, somebody just came and slammed their fist down on the game board and all the pieces got jumbled. That's really what the situation is. And I see the coaches that are moving and taking very strategic, uh, I'll say risky approaches in terms of new things that experimenting you were talking about, they're succeeding. And the coaches who are sort of feeling like, what do I do? I just don't know. I'm going to wait for instructions. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Other coaches are jumping ahead because in a time of crisis, this is an opportunity for programs to, to come in and, and, um, and sort of change the playing field as it were. No, I, it's funny. I was talking with um, a guy named Sam Jarman out of England, and and we just we got on the point about like this stuff is it's honestly like you talked about tradition, and and sports are the best and the worst at it, and when it comes to traditions, because we get stuck on them. But if we think about it, if an alien came down, let's just use golf for an instance, and he saw somebody playing golf, like a person with a stick smacking a ball in a field trying to put it in a hole like that seems pretty freaking silly um right yeah <laughs> but yeah <laughs> right <laughs> but but the other side of it is like so somebody at some point in time made that up somebody at some point in time made up how you score somebody at some point in time made out made up if it was good or bad right so we're in that point of time for coaches as as recruiters we're in that point of time as coaches as development coaches like me that we've landed in that we've landed in this field and and it's up to, we get to choose what's the what's the stick what's the ball what's the goal what's what's good what's bad and 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 that's why i use the word experiment right because if it's an experiment then there's just results we don't have to label those results but when we get the results 
now we have a place that we can iterate, that we can change, that we can improve, that we can, you know, scrap it if we need right. to. Right. Right. Well, I mean, and really you're in the, you don't have any choice, but to scrap a lot of the normal ways that you do things as, as a coach. So from, from your perspective, I'm going to go back to you being a club coach, being the parent of two athletes who are, you know, starting to, to emerge into that recruiting calendar, you know, sort of phase of their life. What, what questions would you have? What questions are you as a family asking and kind of what, when it comes to the way college coaches are now doing things, what what are you guys trying to figure out? And again, I think that'd be really insightful for a coach listening on our side of the podcast to listen to, to understand maybe some of the things that they need to explain to their prospects. Uh, so I, w- I would love to just hear the, the questions, things that are going on uh, behind the scenes at the Oats house. Yeah. Uh, so right now, I mean, we, we were looking at how do we – get exposure right um you know how do which is the time this is this is that normal traditional time that you would start looking at getting exposure right because so with with our travel team we we you know we asked the girls last year their her team is sophomores and freshmen in high school and we asked them last year after in the fall like all right what do you guys want to do how many of y'all want to have the opportunity or potential to play past high school to play past you know this travel team and the majority of them said they wanted to. So our focus has changed to exposing, um, exposing our girls, getting them exposure. So, but now how do we do it? (laughs) Where, where do we go? Like I've got blast, I've got pocket radar. So I have some ability to put video with analytics for coaches, but I can't get to the kids to take the videos to show to coaches. Is that right. what they want to see? Yeah. Like what, you know, um, what's the best way for, for any of the girls that I have that want to play my daughter right. to Great start question. this process, right? Like yeah. how do they, do they go on to the coach's website? I mean, some of them, like my daughter's seventh in her class, she's got a 4.3 something GPA. So she's up there. So she's also looking at, what she wants to do past college right? and looking at, so like is my suggestion to her of, of going and looking for the colleges that has child life stuff. And then like reaching out to those coaches, filling out the information stuff on their website. Is that the best thing to do? Um, that's kind of, cause without what, if coaches don't know about her, then she doesn't have an opportunity. If coaches don't know about any of my other players, they don't have an opportunity. So that's kind of like, how do I get them the opportunities? Yeah, right. Okay, so let's take that question. Uh, and I can't answer for all coaches the way that each one in particular would, would run them through the process. But let me just speak generally, because the same thing that I identified that's going on with coaches, being a little bit uh, unsure of what to do. Some of them are feeling just paralyzed. I just, I'm hoping this ends soon, but uh oh, it doesn't look like it's going to end soon. What do I do? And with paralysis comes inactivity. For the athlete that wants to jump out and make things happen, uh, and they're going to have to do exactly, they're going to follow your advice, Jason, which is to get out of their comfort zone, to start experimenting. And for an athlete, Part of that experimentation is to reach out to a college coach and email them 
uh, or fill out, certainly fill out the questionnaire on their website. And that, you know, that to you and I as adults, as dads, that's a fairly simple thing to do. We could do that while we're doing something else probably and not, our heartbeat doesn't increase any and we don't, we don't second guess what we're putting in on that information line as we're filling out the form. For an athlete, that's incredibly scary. If there's, you know, an athlete listening to this podcast, you know, to just reach out blindly to a college coach, you know, all the the doubt goes into your mind. Well, what if they don't like me? What if I say something wrong? I'm going to look stupid. Like all the, the teenage mindset comes in. And if they don't do that, the problem is that teenage mindset holds holds true, and I'm just going to wait for college coaches to come to me. Well, on the flip side, the college coaches don't know what to do, and they're feeling a little paralyzed, and and they're they're trying to figure out how do I run the program, how do I keep my current team together, and yet I know I have to recruit and get this next class. Somebody has to step out and say, "Hey, I'm I'm going to take control of the situation." So maybe if a parent is listening to this, maybe if a uh, certainly, if an athlete is listening to this, this is your time. You have this downtime to reach out to college coaches. And there's limitations on what they can what they can do in response. There's limitations, obviously, of you you know being able to go to their campus. But all of this starts with a contact, a relationship, and that's what I think the opportunity is there for for families and for athletes who say, "I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the risk. I'm gonna." not do what has been normal, where I used to go out and play tournaments and wait for coaches to contact me. You might have to be the one that contacts coaches. And if you do, uh, you know, good things are likely to happen. And, and most coaches, just even during normal times, most coaches want to see that a prospect is interested in them. Even if the coach isn't interested yet, it's a, it's a check off, a check, they check that box to say, all right, well, he wants to be here or she wants to play for us or she's interested. So now when maybe I do go and watch her at that tournament, maybe I do go and I'll, I'll, you know, have a conversation with her and dig a little deeper because it's the low hanging fruit. I don't have to, I don't have to beg for interest. They're showing interest. And so that there, I think is the opportunity uh, in the Oates household, as well as, you know, thousands and thousands of, of houses around the country where good athletes are waiting to be seen. Well, this is the time to go out and reach out and and take control of that process and sort of throw caution and your internal fears to the wind. We'll be back to the show in just a minute. But first, a quick question. What makes a college coach a more intelligent recruiter? Well, it starts with using technology that actually gives you insights and trends when it comes to the recruits you're communicating with. That's the mission of Advanced Recruiting Intelligence, RE gives college coaches the ability to track, rank, and communicate with recruits like no other app available to coaches. And the best part? It costs 20 to 40% less than what most departments are paying for their older recruiting contact management programs. For a free demo, and to see why so many coaches are saving money and using better technology to boost their recruiting results, visit ARIRecruiting.com. And now, back to the show. So I don't know if, you know, it, it's kind of funny. I don't know if college coaches are allowed to, but you know, reaching out to the travel coaches to see what players they have that might fit what you're looking for. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's uh, absolutely. That's a, you yeah. know, that's a that's a that's a way to at least get. We got 14, so you know, there's 14 girls with one call that way, um, versus 
an individual call. And again, can they do it? I don't know, but that would seem like one way. Cause I was sitting here going, is there a spot, a place where, you know, my daughter, or the girls that I coach could go where there's a list of coaches and email addresses in the schools. And then they could look at like, cause we're big on academics here too. So like, right. do they have the major that she wants at the moment? And then, right. cause I, I would hate to, waste the coach's time um with my daughter if they're if it's academically just not a fit for her well um, but but again so to that point because it could be academics it could be am i tall enough it could be am i fast enough do they have the position open you don't know nobody knows until a conversation happens and right. so a big part of this is just getting people now this is i'm saying people certainly the athletes and their families but also the college coaches sort of shaking them and saying, start talking to each other. That's that's the thing that you can do every day, little steps at a time. So, so much of our world has been taken out of our control temporarily, and we have to wait. We're sitting here and we're waiting. And some of us are talking on podcasts, So, but, but everybody else sitting and waiting. So what is the control that you have? Well, college coaches, you still control your roster. You still control that part of your program have conversations around that, reach out and try to build those rosters. Athletes and families, you have this time and you have coaches that have way more time than usual to contact and to reach out. So look, the advantage I think to, you know, to, to athletes and their families is that right now, they, you know, a lot of these coaches, certainly softball, baseball coaches, spring sport coaches uh, you know, that, your, that your daughter plays, they're busy. They're in the middle of their seasons. So try to get normally to try to get their attention now would be really, really tough. And if you got it, it'd be a quick little sort of standard response probably. And we'll, we'll talk to you this summer or maybe send us your summer travel schedule. And that was the norm. Well, now they're all sitting around. They, they aren't coaching and they have this extra time. There is no more perfect time than right now to reach out to the, to those coaches. Because you don't know what they're looking for as a dad and as a, as a coach, club coach, you don't know what they're looking for until you have that conversation with them. So again, first step is have the conversation. You know, if it were, if my daughter was a softball player and she was reasonably good and she was motivated, um, I would have her, my assignment to her would be, you're going to email every college softball coach in the country and fill out their form. Because first of all, you have nothing else to do. <laughs> get off your phone and, and do something productive. Second of all, what I want parents and, and club coaches to realize is that so many rosters that were thought to be set and these kids are committed, what's happened? Well, now everything has, has, you know, again, somebody has slammed the game board. All the pieces went flying. So coaches are sitting there thinking, wait a minute, am I done with the 2020 class? Um, are my 21s that we're going to visit this spring? Are they still, are they still engaged? maybe the answer is no, or maybe the answer is unknown, and I still need to build my list. So mark my words, there's going to be kids that would have not been playing Division One or Division Two sports, that because they were proactive, got a little scholarship money, got the opportunity, and are going to wind up, you know, playing. If that's the goal, I'm not saying that's the end-all be-all, but I'm going to say that that you have the opportunity with the next, the 20 and the 21 classes, depending on your sport, if you're a parent, to 
and maybe get the attention and have a conversation with a coach that you would never have had before in a normal setting. And of course, we're not in that normal setting. No, as you're sitting here talking about that, it's, you know, I'm scheduling a weekly call with, with, uh, her, with her train or with our travel team. And, um, you know, I'm going to just tell them what you just told me, cause that makes the most sense in the world. Like just, you know, I, and it's not just teenage mindset. Cause I have that same mindset when I reach out for guests for this, for, for what's on the clipboard for the podcast. Um, because it's one of those like, Hey, are they going to say yes? Are they going to say no? Um, when they don't get back, you play those games with yourself. So it's not just a teenage thing. And I'm sure coaches do the same thing when they're reaching out to, you know, potential recruits. Like, are they going to call me back? Are they going to, uh, do they have any interest in playing here? Um, that kind of deal. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's limited to our, uh, teenage mindset. It's, it's, um, it, it travels with us because we tend to uh, continue to believe that. Right, right. What else, Jason, from a just from a, a question standpoint, are you curious to know from college coaches that if you had the chance to ask them something that maybe maybe give them even recommendations that they should be doing to you know to talk to their prospects and their families? Um, uh, what is that? I just I don't want to waste the opportunity of talking to you. You have two. Uh, solid student athletes who are approaching this uh, this time period of, in recruiting, and also you coach club sports. What what should college coaches be reaching out and asking and talking to all of you about? What are you wanting from them? My so changing subjects a little bit. My son, but not really. My son is is um, I'm not sure if he will play. He's a long snapper and a wrestler, mm-hmm. but his SAT score has gotten him lots and lots of, uh, uh, stuff from schools all over the country. Um, and he's one of those kids that thinks about, uh, money and how much is it going to cost? And you and I had this conversation already, but you know, that's, that's one of the big things for him. Like what, what, um, so there's a sticker price, like on a car, right? but what is, what is that? What is that actual, cost going to be um and if he had that information then you know and and i know that's hard to say but um that's one of the things that he would like to know like how much how much is the school going to cost me um because he doesn't he doesn't want to have debt when he leaves college right Um, so that's that's one of the that's another question um well so let me just pause right there and make this observation to coaches because more than a few of them are probably chuckling right now. <clears throat> and I'll just talk to coaches right now at the college level directly, coach. How often have I been telling you that one of the first things you need to talk about, even in normal times, is money? And yet, Jason, that's the last thing coaches want to talk about because either they're scared, that's going to drive them away, or I don't know the exact answer. And what I'm hearing from you is I don't, it doesn't have to be the exact answer, but if I see a sticker price at a school of $45,000, am I going to pay $45,000? Well, the answer is more than likely no between scholarships academically. And if there's any athletic scholarship money in your division level at your school, grant, aid, everything else, you know, there's going to be a, a discount of some kind. 
And what I hear you saying and what, what your son would be asking is, hey, coach, can you just talk to me about that a little bit? Because I don't understand it. I don't understand what, you know, how to read this. Is your school 45,000? Is it 52? Okay, that's maybe too expensive for me. I don't want, I don't want to take out loans for $200,000. And what I'm hearing you say is if coaches don't reach out and explain that, they may lose a kid before they even talk to them because in the kid's mind or the family's mind, well, we can't, you know, that's not just, that's just something that we're not going to, to pay. Did I, is that accurate? That's a hundred percent accurate. Dan, it's one of those, it's, it's a big thing, especially for me as a, a parent too. Like I want my kid to get the best education, but looking at those sticker prices, like 50 some odd thousand, like, um, I'm buying a house and I'll be honest, yeah. like, right. I think uh, and, it's a, and it's a house, Jason, that you don't get to live in as the dad. <laughs> right. But, but what, like I value college and I value that experience, but at what price is it worth it? And what price does it become? Can they just educate themselves from home? Um, the education wise, now the experience wise, that's, that's a big difference. But so there's another thing they can speak to over the phone. Like what experience does their school provide? But also like, I would almost lead with, okay, here's the sticker price that you see. Um, you know, this is, no, this is kind of an average of what happens right. with our players. So this is an average number. And, it, you know, if you go at it with, with this is an average number, I can't, I can't guarantee this. Um, I can't say it'll be worse or it'll be better, but start. <laughs> I own a business too. Right. And, right. and sticker price is, I mean, I'm in construction, so that's the first thing people look at. Like, I'll give them a big estimate. What's the first thing they do? They grab all the pages, and they go to the back, and they look at the final number. Sure. Right? So that's kind of what – That's normal. Like, yeah. Yes. That's normal. So it's <laughs> – that. just because you're recruiting a kid doesn't mean that that's not one of those top things that they're looking at. And probably besides, you know, the school, um, that's one of the huge things. Right. Right. Okay. So good. So coaches, again, I've been telling you, here's a parent telling you, please talk about money. Find a way to introduce that conversation just to let them know, kind of look, here's what to expect. And what would some other things be, Jason? That was brilliant. And I appreciate that because that's something that I've, and okay, coaches listening, no, I harp on them all the time about please talk about money sooner. Don't wait till the end. Don't, it's, you're not going to offend or embarrass the parent or the, the athlete. They need to know. So, so what else would be on your list as far as a question that, that you think coaches should come to you and talk to you about or ask you as the as a family? I mean, I guess the other thing is what that comes to mind is like, what are they looking for in a player? Um, okay. Because that's kind of huge. Like, what, like, and you might, so you might turn some players away, but isn't that better than as coach Rand would say, recruiting the wrong player and getting them to your school and then feel, figuring out that they're not a fit, like right. lead with what you're looking for. Um, whether it be, you know, lead with also, and I'm, I'm not sure if many coaches talk about this, but lead with like, what kind of team dynamic do you have? Are you a, uh, like a military coach? Are you a, let's have some fun, Right type of coach and and you know to take it to extremes i don't know if people know the savannah bananas but they have one hell of a lot of fun but they also win it's a college wooden bat team um 
So, you know, what, what is the environment? Like when she steps in the locker room, when you're coaching her, when you're coaching my son, like what can they expect from you? How do you coach? Um, Cause I think like for me as a coach, like that's been the biggest thing. Like what, what, and then the other side of it is, so this is how I am, but what do you need as a coach? And can I provide that to the individual player? Right. Okay, good. All right. So again, more of like your style, what it's like to be there. Your, who are you as a coach? Uh, that's, um, that, that, that makes perfect sense. And I would say that that's something that, that every coach can do right now today with all the other stuff that's out of your control. You have control over that conversation. You can talk about that with your parent, uh, your athlete, uh, and new athletes. So that's, uh, that's, that's fantastic, Jason. Yeah, and I think, you know, that, that, that'll help you connect with the player. And then also, you know, if, if that, that's not what the player's looking for, for in terms of in a coach. But I think a lot of the girls also, they don't know, um, or at least my girls, I'll talk about the travel team, they, they don't have a great idea of what, what the coach wants like are you looking for speed are you looking for uh, a big bat are you looking for i mean of course everybody would like everything but like are you looking for um them as a first baseman as a shortstop as an outfielder so sort of explain explain the plan of of where they fit in with everything yeah or it just or like what like you know this is what we're looking for do you think i mean that you know we have some measurables, but we don't probably have all the ones they're looking for. So what are those measurables they're looking for? Mm-hmm. Is there a minimum? Um, I know there's not a maximum, but, um, you know, what, what's that? So right. that if, if they're there, great. If they're not there, what do they need to do to get there? If that's what they want to do, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, Cause I think that's kind of a big unknown too. Like, what is it that the college wants and if, if right. y'all could just tell us then <laughs> make 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 our job a lot easier make our uh kids kind of they would have an uh, realistic idea of where they could go now but also right what they would need to do to try to get to a place if they want to like if carolina is their dream school or if alabama is their dream school or if pfeiffer is their dream school you know it's right. it, it's and then i guess as a you know, like if you're a division two or division three coach or NAIA coach, like go ahead and let us know, like, what are the benefits of, 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 of our daughter playing there? And, and, um, as a parent, like, I understand that not every kid's meant for division one, not every, sure. know, th- there's, there's different levels and there's different levels right. for reasons, but there's a right fit for, for everybody. Right. And that's kind of like Someplace. telling me what you want. That's where the fit part comes in. Cause that's big for me is, is, is fit. Not just right. is and, and fit as a whole. So that's kind of why I brought up the, the why, how you coach and, and explain like your team atmosphere and that kind of stuff. Cause um, that might be one of the biggest reasons for transfers period. 
All right, everybody, I want to thank Jason Oates for teaming up once again for one of our simulcast podcasts. Those are fun and a really interesting perspective that he has on this whole thing as a dad and a club coach as we sort of bring together those two worlds of the college coaches trying to get the prospects and the families and prospects and club coaches trying to get them on to the college level and doing it all in the middle of this crisis. So interesting stuff. Hopefully you got a lot out of it and learned a couple of things that you can start to use with your families and your coaches that you are talking to. Uh, you can listen to his podcast over at the Whistle on a Clipboard podcast. Look for it on your favorite podcast platform. And for us, we thank you for listening, Coach. Uh, head on over to dantutor.com for all the resources that we offer, many of them free and low cost. And we we want you to be better through all this. That's the bottom line, Coach. We want to help you get through this crisis and come out the other side looking great, looking stronger and more confident with more skills to uh, to use and that, uh, that you've maybe acquired during this time. That's what we're interested in. So any way that we can help, let us know. My email is dan at dantutor.com. We'd love to talk to you, answer any questions that you have, and uh, and see what we can do to help. So with that, we thank you for listening. Make sure you're subscribing to the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast on whatever your favorite platform is. And we will be back with more here in the next couple of days as we continue to get you through this crisis and look forward to uh, a return to normal, hopefully soon. Thanks for listening, Coach. This is Dan. Have a great one. College Recruiting Weekly Podcast is a production of Tudor Collegiate Strategies, copyright 2016 through 2020. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or stream us on Stitcher, and make sure to tell the coaches in your department about the show. Email the host at dan at dantutor.com and visit the website to access more of the free resources we give to the college coaching community. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast.